This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series called How God Turns Setbacks into Comebacks. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Now, if you know someone who needs some encouragement right now, be sure to invite them with a text or a phone call to listen along with you. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you how you can get a beautifully illustrated devotional for children by Pastor Rick that will help them discover how much God loves them and that he has a special plan and purpose for their life. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. If you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part one of a message called, When No One Understands Your Goal. Hi, everybody. We've been looking at different people in the Bible whose lives illustrate how God turns setbacks into comebacks. Now, first we looked at when you've had a business setback, and we looked at how after fishing all night and catching nothing, Peter's fishing business was miraculously turned around by Jesus. And then we next looked at when you've had a setback that seems irreversible, and we looked at Job's amazing comeback from a total collapse of everything in his life. Uh, Next, we looked at the story of Paul and his shipwreck. And what do you do after a setback uh, happens in your life that wasn't your fault? We also looked at Elijah and the fatigue and the depression he had as a setback when uh, you've had setbacks that leave you emotionally empty. And then we looked at Nehemiah. Remember about how he handled the discouragement when they were building that wall around Jerusalem and when you feel like giving up. And next, we looked at the life of Joseph and how the seven setbacks in his life were actually stepping stones uh, rather than stumbling blocks on the path that God had to get Joseph to his ultimate success. And he showed us what to do when others keep setting you back. Then I believe I taught you on what to do when a setback fills you with fear. And we looked at how Mary and Joseph and Herod and the shepherds all had to deal with different kinds of fears when Jesus was born. Now, in this message today, I'm going to lead you to look at another famous person in the Bible, and it's the life of Noah. The life of Noah teaches us what to do when no one else understands your goal. When you have a dream that God has given you and put it in your heart, and you're trying to do something you believe God wants you to do, and nobody else gets it. God used Noah to save the future of the entire human race. Now, the bigger the life mission God gives you, the bigger the problems you can expect to have. And you can also expect that when God gives you a dream or a goal or a vision for your life, a lot of other people just aren't gonna understand it. Now, maybe you're in this situation today. You say, I know what I wanna do with my life. I know what God wants me to do with my life. I know what my goal is, my dream, my vision is, but nobody else gets it. Now, you know, when most people think of Noah, (laughs) they always want to know about the details of the flood and the details of the ark, this giant ship that he built, and all the animals and how they got collected and how uh, the miracles occurred. And I'll agree that those are fascinating details. But today, for the purpose of this message, I want us to just set those details aside. And I want us to focus on the man himself, Noah. 
and how he handled getting the ark built when nothing ever, ever had ever been built like it and uh, when the idea of a flood had never even been considered on the earth. The Bible said it had never rained on earth before the flood. So the people didn't even know what Noah was talking about. And nobody believed that God had told Noah that this was going to happen and that he was going to build an ark and that all of the, the world was going to end. And yet he had an assignment that took literally decades and decades and decades. Now, just in case some of you don't know this story, the Bible tells us that there was a time on earth when mankind got so depraved and so wicked and so perverted that God regretted creating human beings. And God was ready to just wipe out the entire human race and start all over from scratch. But he looked down on earth and he found one guy, one guy with a pure heart, a, a true believer with integrity who genuinely loved God and he wanted to do the right thing. And that guy's name was Noah. So God looks down and he finds Noah and he tells Noah, Noah, I'm going to make it rain. Now, the Bible says before that, that God had watered the earth plants from a, a dew, a mist that came up from the ground at night. So the entire firmament uh, uh, of the earth changed. The climate, you talk about climate change. They had never rained on earth before this, which is why they'd never seen a rainbow, why they'd never heard of a flood. And it was, uh, uh, and by the way, it's probably why they lived so much longer in those days. They lived hundreds of years longer in the early years uh, of the earth, the Bible tells us. In fact, Noah lived nearly 600 years uh, and took him nearly 100 years to build the ark. Uh, but he said, I'm gonna make it rain so much that it's gonna create a worldwide flood and it's gonna cover the entire earth and it's gonna wipe out everything, but I'm gonna save your family and your sons and your wives and they're going to repopulate the earth, which means Noah is your ancestor. We're all related to Noah somehow, so we're all family in that way. Now, God says, the way I'm gonna save you is I'm gonna have you build this giant boat, which we'll call the ark. And I'm gonna give you the plans and I'm gonna teach you how to build it with your sons but it's gonna take a long, long, long time to build it. And using the ages of Noah's sons, Bible scholars have figured out that it probably took Noah about 80 years to build the ark. It was a minimum of 50 years. And during this time, no one, no one on earth except uh, Noah's family would understand Noah's goal. And he's building this ark in the front yard and uh, they're not, nobody's gonna understand, the neighbors are gonna understand what's going on, why Noah's doing it, everybody's gonna think you're crazy, Noah. Now, this is the setup for the story of Noah that we find in Genesis chapter six to chapter nine. And in Noah's story, we learn that he reached his goal, the mission that God gave him in spite of four common pitfalls. Now, these are pitfalls that can cause setbacks in your life. They can keep you from succeeding in the vision, in the dream, in the goals that God has for your life, God's plan and purpose for your life. They are distractions, doubts, detours, and delays. Now, specifically, Noah shows us the antidote to four things. First, cultural distractions. Now, these are the things that are around your life that waste your time and waste your energy and waste your focus and waste your money when God says, here's what I want you to do with your life. The second uh, pitfall is what I call voices of doubt. 
And that's those voices that you hear from people around you that cause you to second guess yourself and your goal in life. The third uh, pitfall are what I call tempting detours. And these are things that look like shortcuts. This will save me some time, but they actually point you in the wrong direction. And the fourth pitfall that Noah had to avoid is what I call discouraging delays because it took him almost 100 years to build this ark. Now, we learned the same four choices that Noah made are the same four choices that you must make in order to fulfill God's purpose and God's plan for your life. So let's get right into it. Here's the first choice that Noah made that you're gonna have to make in order to get to the fulfillment of the dream, the vision, the goal God has for your life. Number one, I must dare to be different from my culture. I must dare to be different from my culture. Now, until you settle this this big issue, you're never gonna fulfill your destiny. You can forget fitting in. You can't fit in with culture and fit in with God's plan for your life. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter six, verse nine, first part of the verse, it says this. This is the account of Noah and his descendants. Noah had God's approval. Notice this, Noah had God's approval and he was a man of integrity among the people of his time. That's from God's words translation. Now, if you intend to do anything significant with your life, it's going to be in spite of our culture, not because of it. Did you hear that? In spite of the culture, not because of it. Culture will distract you from God's purpose for your life. Now, would you agree there are plenty of things that distract you from your destiny? Yeah. Let me just mention four cultural distractions real quick. Number one would be pleasure. Our, 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 our world is pleasure crazy. Living for fun, living for comfort, living for entertainment. You can't live for those things and live for God. Possessions. You know, judging your success by how much stuff you accumulate. Possessions, pleasure, popularity, worrying about what other people think. You can't focus on being popular and doing what God has called you to do with your life at the same time. And how about profit? If your number one goal is to get rich, I just want to remind you that Jesus said you cannot serve both God and money. He didn't say you shouldn't. He said you can't. You can't have two gods. Whatever is number one in your life will be your God. Now, in Noah's day, the human race had hit bottom morally. Genesis chapter 6, verse 11 and 12 says this. Now, the earth had become corrupt in the sight, in God's sight, and it was filled with violence. Now, notice, you might circle these words, corrupt and then violence. And God observed all the evil, there's a third word, done in the world. And he noticed cruelty, there's a fourth world word, and depravity everywhere. Violence, depravity, cruelty, corruption, evil. Sound vaguely familiar? In Genesis chapter six, verse five and six, it says, when God saw the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and that the trend and direction, notice that phrase, the trend and direction of men's lives were only toward evil. He, God, was sorry that he had made them and it broke his heart. God had a broken heart. The world was broken by all kinds of sin and all kinds of evil, and that broke God's heart. When God made it, he said, it's good, it's all good, but it wasn't all good anymore. Does this sound familiar? By the way, what do you think is the trend today? What's the trend and direction of culture today? Is it toward good? 
Is it toward civility or instability? Is it toward rudeness or is it toward love? Is it toward people being more violent or being more peaceful? We're in the same direction. You know, Jesus said this. Jesus said in Luke 17, verse 26, when the Son of Man comes again, Jesus is coming back someday, he said it will be like it was when Noah lived. In other words, the same things that were going on in Noah's day, violence, corruption, evil, depravity, cruelty, people being cruel to each other. He said, you can expect that again. We're seeing that today. These are distractions in our culture. But here's the good news. In all of the darkness that was going across the earth at that time, God found one bright spot. And in Genesis 6, verse 8, I love this in the message, it says this, but Noah was different. Noah was different. God liked what he saw in Noah. While the entire world, all of culture, was headed in one direction, two words saved the world, but Noah. I want you to be that kind of person in today's world. I want you to be a but Noah, that you turn the other direction. You're, you're going, but, but Susan, but Mary, but John, but Bill, but Noah was going a different direction. He's the only guy in the world. He's, he's counterculture. Now, Noah is not worried about fitting in. He's not worried about gaining the approval of other people. He doesn't worry about keeping up with the latest trends. Why? because the trends and direction of the world were going in the wrong direction. Friends, it's not important to be on the right side of a trend. It's not important to be on the right side of history. It's just important to be on the right side. History is often wrong. Trends are often wrong. And if God is going to use you, if you're gonna be all that God intends for you to be as a man or as a woman, you must be willing to be different. Noah was willing to be different in order to fulfill his destiny. He marched to a different drummer. Now I want you to write this down, okay? Write it down. I can only make a difference by being different. It's a pretty simple thought, but it's also profound. I can only make a difference by being different. I can only make a difference by being different. Do you wanna make a difference in this world? Do you wanna make a difference in your family? You wanna make a difference in your community, your school, your business? I can only make a difference by being different. If I try to be like everybody else, I'm never gonna make a difference. You're never gonna make a difference unless you're willing to be like Noah where you ignore cultural distractions. Great people never, never, never follow the crowd. They take the road less traveled. The Living Bible says, Noah was a pleasure to the Lord. I want God to be able to say that about you. I want other people to be able to say that about you, that you were a pleasure to the Lord. That God looks down at Noah and says, that guy makes me smile. Can God say that about you? Are you going the way of the crowd? You go in the way of culture. You go in the way of society. Genesis chapter 7, verse 1 God told Noah, out of everyone living in this generation, you are the only righteous person on earth. That's why we're talking about him thousands of years later. Could God say that about you? Out of everybody living today, you're the only righteous person on earth. 
Now, how does that happen? Well, living with integrity requires the courage to be different. And if I'm going to fulfill my destiny in life, you're going to fulfill your destiny in life. You must be willing to walk a different direction than everybody else around you. All right, here's the second choice that Noah had to make. I must listen to God, not the voices of doubt. I must listen to God, not the voices of doubt. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive hope and encouragement every day, delivered right to your inbox, then sign up for Rick's free daily devotional by going to PastorRick.com right now. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first, Pastor Rick says it's vitally important for children to understand that even before the universe was created, God had them in mind and that He has a special plan and purpose for their life. That's why He created the Purpose Driven Life devotional book for children. This resource uses the principles found in Pastor Rick's best-selling book, The Purpose Driven Life, but delivers them as devotions that speak directly to the daily challenges kids face. Here's Rick to tell you more. You know, ever since the publication of The Purpose Driven Life, people have been asking me how they can teach their young children about the purpose of life. And they say, and I agree, that it's never too early to start teaching your children that they're loved by God and he has a purpose for their life. It's never too soon to tell a child, God made you unique so you could fulfill your special life mission on earth. And God planned you just for that. Now here's the super good news. We have taken the principles that are taught in the Purpose Driven Life and we've written them into short devotionals aimed specifically at children ages four to eight years old. Today, more than ever, kids at this age need to hear the message that they're not an accident. They need to hear, even before the universe was created, God had you in mind, and he planned you for his purposes. You were made to last forever. Now, this book is called The Purpose Driven Life, 100 Illustrated Devotions for Children. And it includes engaging illustrations and devotionals that speak directly to the daily challenges that all of our kids are facing. And as a way of saying thanks to you for your financial gift to Daily Hope, I want to send you a copy of The Purpose Driven Life, 100 Illustrated Devotions for Children. This will be a great thing to give kids or to grandkids. And at the same time, your support continues to help us tell people all around the world about God's love and God's purpose for them. We'll send you The Purpose Driven Life, 100 Illustrated Devotions for Children today as our way of saying thanks for your gift to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. Be sure to get a copy for all the children God has placed in your life. Kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, and kids in your neighborhood, they will all be blessed by this amazing resource. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, 
and your generous financial support.